You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 26, All About Herbs. I'm so excited for this episode. Yeah, we tried to break this podcast episode down because I feel like there's a lot to say on this topic, but it's also one that comes up um, when we talk about other things. Like herbs came up when we talked about oils. They're going to come up when we talk about baking breads. So we're just kind of going to do like a quick, you know, overview you know, herbs 101, like we did with uh, astrology. So we are just going to kind of tell you about our favorite herbs. Um, That's kind of the best way to dive into this. Because within witchcraft, there are a huge range of herbs that you can use um, to help manifest your intentions. So so, like thousands, thousands, thousands of different herbs. All Um, the herbs. So there's like, there's absolutely no way we could go over all of them. Um. We've sort of mentioned this in passing in other episodes that they can be added into spell bags. Um, they can be used for dressing candles, like we talked about. You add them into oils, use them as loose um, within your incense. You could carry sachets. They're used as offerings on altars. Um, they can even be hung as decor over doorways and things. Um, so there are tens of thousands of roots, herbs, and flowers that can be used in these different ways, but there's only a few that Tara and I use regularly. I say a few, it's still like 20, but um, <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot, but you see the most commonly used ones come up over and over again. So we decided that this yes. episode would be best laid out by telling you which ones that we work with the most and how we use them. So mm-hmm. most Herbs have multiple associations. So the same way that we saw that in our um, Days of the Week episode, um, some of the herbs that we talked about appeared on different days associated with different days and different planets. So that means you can find one herb that you can program in five different ways instead of buying or collecting five different herbs, which is much more efficient and cost-effective and space-saving. So we each broke it down into um, our most used so we could kind of give you the different ways that you can program it and um, hopefully this will help you get an idea of what might be the most helpful in your spell work. So I will get started because I think my list is a bit shorter than Tara's. I tried to cut it down like so hard. (laughs) I don't think you did. (laughs) I did. I did. I cut it down so much. You don't even know how many I originally had on here. (laughs) Well, I'll get started with my list and then Tara can uh, jump into hers. So the first one on my list that I would say out of all of them is my most used is rosemary. Rosemary is an herb of protection and it's also a spiritual cleanser and can bring in good luck and fortune. So that is something as a hearth witch that is incredibly useful to me. Um, It's also associated with love. It's good for focus and study. So this is something that can be, again, programmed many different ways for many different intentions. Um, It's also a very hardy plant and fast growing. So it's good to grow that yourself. It's 
fairly easy. You don't have to have like a super green thumb. Like I don't think growing no. anything is easy. <laughs> it's not exactly my forte. This one's not hard though. <laughs> yeah, but it's not as hard as other things to keep alive. It's a very hardy plant. Um, so it's also great in cooking. So it's ideal for a kitchen wedge. We'll get into rosemary when we mm-hmm. um, talk about baking breads and things. Um, and it's amazing in breads. You can also use rosemary to burn when you are doing a home cleansing. We're going to talk about exactly how to do a home cleanse in a future episode. Um, but you do, you know, burn some sort of herb um, and use the smoke within your house. And a lot of people use sage for this, but sage is not my favorite. Um, just for a variety of reasons, I'm not in love um, with the smell and the kind of smoke that it makes. There's different types of sages, but it, it just, it's not one that works for me as well as rosemary does. So rosemary can be used in home cleansing instead of sage, which is how I use it. Uh, just rosemary is also on my list. And I did want to add that it is excellent for repelling mosquitoes. Bugs are insanely attracted to me so much so that sometimes I have to avoid nature, but this is a really good herb to use. Um, I actually put it in a conditioner and use it in my hair to keep mosquitoes away from me. See, I did not even know that about mosquitoes because mosquitoes never bother me. Probably you got, know what? I've probably gotten three mosquito I bites in my life. I never hang out with you in nature because I seriously have over 50 bug bites on my body currently and I was out part of the day on Saturday. That was it. Like, Yeah, mosquitoes completely leave me alone. So I've never used rosemary for that. But I have used rosemary um, as a hair rinse. It has a lot of good properties for your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tara, It's really nice on your hair. Yeah, Tara Soft, and I have... Um, relatively things have been wild lately guys can we just take, take, <laughs> just a, take moment a moment to appreciate from, that from this um episode about herbs that this country has been wild lately okay there's been a lot of stuff going yeah. on so tara and i have mm-hmm. relatively abandoned our youtube channel and our instagram in the last couple of weeks um yeah i don't think anybody blames us for that but hopefully not. we would like to um, get back to posting, well, Instagram, of course, but, um, get back to posting some things in our YouTube channel. We were mostly just posting, um, episodes of this podcast to make it easier for people to listen to, but we want to post, um, other sorts of videos. And one that I was considering, um, posting was showing how exactly how to make a rosemary glamour hair rinse, you know, spell work. So if that's something that you would be interested in, it's relatively easy. It smells really great. Um, if that's something, some sort of, you know, spell that you would be interested in let me know and I will try to make that um YouTube video happen yes (laughs) it also repels mosquitoes so I'm interested in all the things that make the bugs leave me alone (laughs) so if you're like Tara let me know if you're interested in that you can uh reach out to us on Instagram um which Wednesdays podcast or we send us an email at which Wednesdays at gmail.com okay that was only the first one on my list so let me move on here Uh, I told you there's a lot to say about yes the second one on my list is chamomile Um, it is connected with solar energy like gold energy so it's used um, in prosperity workings for happiness and success Um, so I've talked about that's one of the things that I do most often in my spell work Um, it can also be added to other workings to make it more successful so whatever the working is adding in a little bit of chamomile will make that um, entire working more successful. Um, it is also good for sleep and meditation. So that's probably why you see it a lot in tea. There's a lot of chamomile teas and they, um, 
are touted as something that can help you sleep at night. Um, that's because chamomile is good for sort of relaxation and meditation and things. But if you're like me and you hate the way it tastes, brew the cup of tea and just breathe it in because it does smell good. Too. <laughs> See, I don't mind the way I don't mind the way that it tastes. I can I can do that in tea. But it does smell I hate good. the way it tastes. I do not. It smells good, but I don't like the way it tastes. <laughs> the next on my list is lavender, another one that I use often because it is used in cleansing and good luck spells. Um, it's also good for healing, longevity, stress relief, and insomnia. And I think most people do associate lavender with stress relief. It's one of the most common scents used in oils that you um, diffuse or spray on your pillows or things that are used in the bedroom to kind of, you know, help create a relaxing atmosphere and help you sleep. I use it in the bedroom. Yes. And <laughs> to help me sleep, to clarify that, to clarify that, to help me sleep. <laughs> I said it, then I was like, wait, that came out wrong. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Moving on. The next one on my list is mint, which is good for purification and protection. Um, it also attracts money, increases wealth, and draws in good spirits. So it's good to use in the kitchen for nausea, stress relief, healthy skin and hair, and also digestion. And I think a lot of people know that too, because there is a lot of mint teas going around. And the last one that I wanted to mention that I do use sometimes, but not that often because I feel like those four that I mentioned kind of cover a lot of the traditional, you know, spell work that I do. Um, but we talked about white candles being sort of the candle that you can use to replace any other color if you don't have it and clear quartz being the crystal that you can use um, to replace any other crystal if you don't have it. So marjoram is this version in herbs. So you can use marjoram to replace absolutely anything else, which is, I think, good to know and good to have on hand. So you're not going out and buying, you know, 40 different herbs and wasting it because you never use it again. Marjoram can be used in place of anything else. I actually planted some this year. I don't normally use it, but I've been having trouble getting herbs in during uh, all the things that have been happening in the world. So I planted some for myself. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was pretty proud of it. Well, Tara, it is your turn to add all of the things that you want to add to the okay. list. <laughs> so I threw these together very last minute. So I apologize that mine are not going to be as detailed, but um, as you can tell from the interruptions when Steph was talking, I also use lavender and rosemary uh, quite a bit in my practice. Rosemary, I love. I think it's one of the best herbs to use um, for pretty much almost anything. Um, again, you can add it to anything you want just to be like I would like to give you a little extra oomph so I use it a lot I also have that planted in my kitchen currently so there's that uh lavender I so before I go into all the herbs I do want to say that I got additional planting space during all of this because I had time at home by myself and my dog and so I planted about 50 new herbs spices um edible things not weed but like onions and peppers and everything because I'm a kitchen witch and I like the kitchen. So I got additional planters. So when I say I planted something for the first time, it doesn't mean it's anyway, I have a lot of planting <laughs> things right now. So uh, I agree with mint as a really good, very versatile, useful herb. I prefer peppermint. Uh, when you're first getting started, I'm not saying you need a specific type of mint, but as you develop your practice, if you end up going um, 
having a really vivid interest in mint, there's a huge difference in the different types of mint. I do not like using spearmint in my practice at all. I think it's too harsh and it's just kind of jarring, whereas peppermint's a lot more soothing. It's cleansing to both the spirit, uh, mentally. If I'm having a lot of trouble focusing, I have a peppermint lotion that I like to dab on my temples and it really just helps me find my focus. Um, also, peppermint is really good for allergies and I have terrible, terrible allergies. I agree with that. I use peppermint I, for allergies too. <laughs> it's wonderful for allergies. So it's got some medicinal uses. Um, medicinal, if I pronounce that weird. But I find peppermint to be so useful, which is my personal use of it. Uh, I use it in magical workings as well. Spearmint to me is not the correct type of mint to use. But like I said, when you're first going out into the world of witchcraft and you start experimenting with different herbs... I really suggest just starting with any mint you can get your hands on. There's a lot of commercially available uh, dried mints that are easy to get at the grocery store or you can get a small mint plant. Mint grows very, very easily and it doesn't need a lot of space. So it's something that's really good to put in like a small kitchen garden. Also be warned, if you put it in a larger space, it will spread like poison <laughs> ivy almost. Like it just goes. So it's better in a kitchen garden than maybe in your outside garden. <laughs> Uh, basil. I use a lot of basil. It's very, very cleansing to the home. Uh, I use it for prosperity, success, and protection, as well as a purification and happiness. I use it a lot recently with all the upheavals in my work life. Um, I didn't use it as much before the last couple months. I will throw that out there, but I've used it quite a bit. It really helps um, for spells of prosperity, success, as well as settle. Uh, I've needed some settling and protection on the job front. So I've been using it quite a bit recently. Cinnamon, I highly recommend. Again, it's for success, action, healing, energy. It's really, really good for giving yourself just an energy boost. Just even smelling a cinnamon stick, or I like to use it in making a lot of different drinks, apple ciders, um, mulled wines. But it's also really good if you grind it up, uh, you can add it to different foods, you can use it in different workings. Be careful of pure cinnamon though. Uh, you don't want to inhale a big bunch of pure cinnamon. If it's in a stick, yes, breathe it in. If it's a fresh ground powder, maybe don't do that. You can, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it gives you a lot of energy, but it has a lot of energy on its own and it'll disrupt yours and you'll sneeze <laughs> a lot and have trouble breathing. Um, Ginger is another one. As you can tell, this list is very uh, practical for the here and now. It stimulates finances <laughs> and success. It fights colds. It calms stomachs. It suppresses nausea. Um, that's one of the reasons why it's recommended so highly for people that are pregnant. It doesn't have any harsh chemicals or medicines in it, but it is amazing to settle stomachs. And with all the upheaval, my stomach has not been happy with me recently. <laughs> so... Um, I really like ginger. I don't add it to many foods. I'm actually not a huge fan of how it tastes, but I use it almost exclusively in a lot of my finance workings or I uh, combine it with cinnamon. It smells amazing, by the way, together. <laughs> kind of spicy. Uh, I threw this in here. I don't know many people other than me that consider this an herb, but rose, roses, I use roses all the time. I have a rose water face wash that I use that is literally, a lot of people use rose water face washes that is rose water mixed with something else. I just use straight rose water. 
It's really easy to make. I store it in a glass bottle. Um, it does wonderful things for my skin. It makes me happy. Uh, I use the rose petals to make tea as well. You can make rose uh, petal jams, which is just a really comforting thing. Um, if you ever come to my house and I have some, I love to share it with people that I love because it just invokes a feeling of happiness. Um, I also use it in, like I said, some of my workings, just general happiness, settlement. Uh, it just gives the home a welcoming vibe when people come in and have rose anything. I've made uh, rose scones. I've done rose jelly. I've never done rose wine. That's on my list <laughs> to make. But it just, it's a love and happiness. It just invokes family to me. And almost everyone I know that's had anything with rose, it's real hard to be mad when someone gives you a rose or you smell rose. Try it sometime. If you're angry, just go and smell a rose. You'll just immediately start feeling happier. Um, you bring that same feeling to a lot of your working. So general happiness, love, uh, just feeling the connection of family and friends in a time when you might not be able to see them. It's, it's a really good, what I consider herb to use in different workings. Yeah. Herb, um, technically rose is a flower, but when we say herbs, we do include, you know, like flowers and roots and things. Um, and as most, most witches do, the they list. would consider herbs to include rose on that list. Rose is definitely a very popular one. I love rose. I also wanted to throw on the list something that I hate that so many people use. Um, I can't pronounce it, so Steph's going to help me with that. But patchouli. I hate this one, and it's very popular. Patchouli. Tara hates yeah, patchouli. And you know what? I'm with her. I do not like the way patchouli it. smells. I don't like the way it smell, smells. So like rose immediately makes me happy. This immediately makes me kind of angry. And I don't know why, but I don't use it in any working. If anything on our list invokes a feeling in you other than happiness or energy, or if you're angry about it, don't use it in your working. I'm just going to throw that out there. There's a lot of spells that I've seen that have this in an, as an ingredient. I do not use it in that spell just because it will make me angry and that's going to mess up the spell work that I'm doing. So when anyone tells you to use a specific herb and this goes for crystals or if it does not invoke good feelings in you, don't, please don't use it. Unless of course <laughs> you are doing a negative working. So yeah, we are going, I mean, if you want yeah, that feeling, so, so we are, which, you know, there are negative workings that aren't, you know, yeah, quite, quite as bad. Like just some things where like, you know, you're trying to throw off if somebody is like directing their negative energy towards you and you want to direct it back towards them. That would be considered like kind of a negative working where you're going to use things that are like more harsh, more, you know, darker colored candles and harsh herbs and things. Um, but we are going to have an episode coming up um, talking about that concept of sort of black magic and the things that are considered kind of negative um again you know the morality of cursing and hexing and things those are coming up in our podcast they're you know we're trying to go in order of like let's start at the beginning and cursing and hexing is not at the beginning so it should never so be we... at the beginning if you're getting into witchcraft just to hex someone you need to find some therapy yes. like that's it's not where you it's just not okay um <laughs> yeah but, <no. laughs> yes um so we are going to get into that but if you are someone who is going to use cursing and hexing um in your practice and the other things that we're going to talk about, things that are more negative, you know, like hot foot powder and like things like that, then we're going to get into that. But you should know that like when we talk about these things and we're like, oh, if it doesn't, you know, invoke happiness, well, if it doesn't, then consider it for your more negative workings. Maybe that'll 
be an ingredient that works for you in that area so we will get into that later I should have phrased it yeah like what is the end goal of your working you're gonna aim for that feeling like yes I just I this plant makes me angry (laughs) and so I do not keep it around I do not keep it in my home I have used it in workings um in the past just because it was on an ingredient list and none of those spells have ever worked for me so I just wanted to throw that out there as a disclaimer like just because I love rose I would use it in like almost every spell ever it won't work in every spell ever (laughs) it's not it's not that it's not that you can't do it like yeah so if you disagree with any of our recommendations that's completely fine find a substitute or find a different spell like it's It's fairly simple. Like we said, things need to work with you, not against you. And this herb just works against me in all its ways. (laughs) So then we talked about, sorry, I just wanted to say it makes me angry. (laughs) We spent, you know, like a good 20 minutes talking about our different uh, favorite herbs that we use. Um, We just wanted to end this by quickly talking about some tools and some book recommendations. So for tools, we're really talking about um, if you are going to grow and dry the herbs yourself. So in witchcraft, you really want to use most of the time dried herbs instead of fresh. Um, There are a lot of reasons for this, but um, it mostly comes down to the fact that you don't want to be wasteful. Dried herbs last longer sitting on a shelf and dried herbs Mm -hmm. are more concentrated of that, um, you know, associated property that it has with it and that specific intention. Whereas uh, the fresh herbs um, are, have a lot of different, uh, you know, associations with them. And it's just not as strong to use in sort of your spell work and in your magical practice. It's better to use the dried herbs to really um, get the effect that you're looking for. So, yes, like when I make rose water for my skin, I don't dry them. But if I'm using them in a spell, I do dry the rose yes. petals. They're just, they work exactly. so much better. So some of the tools we just wanted to quickly run through that might be helpful to you uh, is to get a drying rack or basket. There are a lot of different ways to dry herbs. You can do them in the oven. You can just leave them out in a basket. Um, you can dry them in the microwave. There are a lot of different options on, that you can research online. Um you can also put them uh, on a clothesline. Yeah, clothesline. I like that. Yeah. Hang them from the wall. There are a lot of different ways to do that. I used to do them that way. I don't have time currently and or space for that, but I used to do that. <laughs> yes. Obviously, if you do not want to grow and dry your own herbs, they are everywhere. You know that. You can order on, on Amazon, yes. on Etsy. You can find them in stores. They're everywhere. Um, a mortar and pestle yeah. is usually helpful just for grinding things down. So helpful. These are my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. Um, filters are, of course, helpful, uh, especially if you are using the herbs in tea or in cooking and you don't want the actual, you know, chunks in your tea. You would need some sort of filter. Uh, storage jars. And then we talked about this in traditional witchcraft tools, a cauldron, um, a grimoire, just to keep track of everything that you are using. And the bowling, which is the knife that is traditionally used to cut herbs. So like we talked about in um, that episode, you don't actually need anything. So if you don't want to buy anything and you don't yes. want a special knife just for cutting herbs, I don't have one. Tara doesn't have one. <laughs> I don't have one. So you don't want those. <laughs> and I have a lot of things. Yeah, so so if you don't want this thing, I don't have a cauldron. Tara does. Like it, you can still work with herbs and 
and not have anything on this list. We just wanted to throw those out as some of the common things that are used. And yes, I don't have a dry rack or basket, but I'm still able to dry things. Like it's, you can find workarounds very easily. So the last thing that we wanted to mention are a couple of book recommendations. So we did talk about Mm -hmm. these when we talked about beginner's books in general, but we just wanted to bring them up again. It's associated with herbs just, you know, to uh, refresh your memory if you wanted to look something up. So the first one that we wanted to mention is the Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs by Scott Cunningham. Um, Yeah, we talked a lot about Scott Cunningham in that original episode on books for beginners because he has uh, a lot of encyclopedias um not just herbs but he has them on different yes. subjects so this um is one yep. where it's just got everything in it and you don't read it cover to cover you just look up um this specific herb that you yeah yeah it's a good reference, reference book. Book. exactly um, so that one is incredibly helpful not a sit down and read <laughs> yeah. book <laughs> um yeah. the next one on the list is the garden witches herbal by ellen Dugan. I don't know if we mentioned that on the original podcast, but it is um, a very good, uh, again, reference book for different types of herbs related to witchcraft. And also The Green Witch by Erin Murphy Hiscock, which we did talk about, and it has been very popular lately. Um, You see it a lot on Instagram. It's definitely been making the rounds, and it's incredibly helpful for I know it's called green witch, but you don't have to technically be a green witch, but it is very helpful um, in terms of herbs and just learning about them, each different one, but also learning about, you know, growing them and how to dry them and things like that are included in that book. And that one's not, I mean, it is a reference book, but it's a lot less straight reference as the other two are. It's something you can sit down and read. Um, it's a little dense information. It's not like a fluff story or anything like this is a life cycle of a plant and it was happy. No, it's, it does have really good information on it, uh, in it, but it's a lot easier to get through in like a sitting over a weekend or something rather than the other two, which I would say are more straight reference that you're just going to want to pull out to look at specific things. And the last thing that I wanted to mention that isn't exactly a book, um, a lot of people don't want to sit down and read something that dense or to look it up, but they still really want to learn about herbalism or considering becoming an herbalist and want to learn about um, a lot of different herbs and not just, you know, these specific 10 that we mentioned today. Um, a good way to do this would be to get a deck of Oracle cards. So my Oracle cards we talked about before um, are kind of all over the board um, and they have, there's a lot of different Oracle cards different decks and stuff. I talked about the gummy bears one. There's a lot of different options, but there are a couple of options. <laughs> there are a couple one. of options that um, are all about herbs. So when you draw one, it is associated with one particular herb. And on that card are all of the different properties and ways that you could use it in your spell work. So if you are not the type of person who likes to sit down and read books like this, but you still want to learn about them, um, getting an herbalism oracle deck would be a great option where you could just pull one card each day and completely learn about that herb. So those are all of the recommendations that we have, but we did want to make one final note is that we finally made a website. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it's very easy to remember which Wednesdays.com. So we have, you know, like one post up on there right now, but we're working on it. But um, when we did put up that, original um, episode about book recommendations we 
linked everything on Amazon and made a page for that. So it was all in one place, but I still got a lot of, um, questions asking like how to access it and to get a list of the books. So we made a website just to make it easier um, for all of you to follow along with what we're talking about in these episodes. And if you wanted to go look up any of those or books that we talked about, um, I am going to make a blog post that corresponds with this episode. So you can get the links to all of that stuff. And I will also link things um, like drying baskets and mortars and pestles. If you're interested in looking at up that and some great references for where you can buy herbs online if you're interested in doing that instead of growing your own. So witchwednesdays.com and hopefully we will have time to go back and make blog posts related to the other episodes. So if you're still looking for, um, you know, the books or the references on any of our other podcasts, we're going to try to make them all in one spot. (laughs) And um, once we... The goal is a one-stop shop where then you can link out to all the different things that we've set up because right now we've been talking about them, but we don't, there's no good yeah. way to find so, so them. So we're hoping that if you go to witchwednesdays.com, you will be able to get everything all in one spot, figure out everything. So, and then hopefully yes. one day <laughs> we are going to, you know, we are going to get our acts <laughs> together and post other things on the blog besides just podcast links. I would, I would like to say that the end goal for all of this is just to survive this year and go into next year better off than we were this year. And yeah. 2020, man. Just 2020. Swimming. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings Seriously. about 2020, you guys. I do too. Obviously from my, uh, you can see some of my concerns just based on the herbalist that I put together. It's, I know, it's, all, it's true. Like very focused on certain. Yeah, things. it's been. I know it's been a it's been a rough year for everyone. Absolutely everyone. So, and we don't want this podcast to be about that. So we haven't really talked about it. But sometimes you just got to acknowledge. Yes. Whoa, man, which is what we are doing. <laughs> so hopefully you will join us yeah. on witchwednesdays.com and you can also leave comments on each of those blog posts so if you have any further questions or anything or want to reach out um, that's a good place to do it as well so that is all we have for you this week it's been a long one we're sorry <laughs> it's like a half hour podcast but um we will be back next week to talk about tea yep <laughs> I also have a lot of things to say about tea, but hopefully not quite as much. I have a, lot, have a lot, lot of feelings about lately, guys. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of feelings. All right. We will see you next week. Uh, goodbye. Follow us on Insta. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.